You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. I'm going to start this off by saying that I once got called an idiot on the first date. Oh, y'all are like, what? It's suspenseful, right? Yes, I'm starting this podcast episode off with, I once got called an idiot on a first date. So let me just set the story for you, tell you what happened. Back when I first graduated college, I went to college in Greensboro, North Carolina. And I shortly after moved to Raleigh, North Carolina, because where I'm, and it's where I'm still currently at, but I had got a job here. And there was a guy that was two years older, two years older than me. Yes. Two years older than me that went to college um, with me. And he was a big shot baseball player. Everybody thought he was super attractive and I did not. (laughs) Like that sounds terrible, but I did not, which is probably why he really liked me because girls swooned over him. And I was kind of like, eh, you're not that great. But for years, he had tried to basically get me to go on a date with him. And I just always said no. And so I was in Raleigh and I was downtown uh, with a girlfriend and I ran into him and he basically was like, it's so good to see you. Can I please take you on a date? We're in the same city. This is not a coincidence because, you know, Raleigh and Greens were about an hour and a half from each other. He said, this isn't a coincidence. Can you please, please let me take you out on a date? Okay, fine. So... He took me out on a date. We went to a restaurant here in Raleigh and it was pouring down rain. I'll never forget this. It was pouring down rain and we get to the restaurant and we didn't realize that it was a trivia night. (laughs) And I'm not an extremely competitive person. I could care less, honestly, which is a lot of people are shocked by that and surprised because I do have a lot of like strong opinions, but I'm not really a big competitive person. I'm just whatever. And I ended up going, we ended up sitting down at a table and he was like pumped for trivia. And I get it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Great. And I think a part of him just wanted to show off, um, but it's fine. So as we sit down and the trivia night happened to be all about Harry Potter. Y'all, I love Harry Potter. I have all the books. I have read the books several times. I have binged the movie several times. I like love Harry Potter. And so I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we are totally going to win this because I love Harry Potter. And we started like dominating the round. And there came a time towards the end, one of the last questions that was asked, and we were tied with another team. And 
the question came up and it said, I don't even, honestly, I don't even really remember the question, but it was something that I was a little unsure about. I was thinking it was either two different answers and he was like, it's this answer. It's this answer. I'm so sure of it, but it was not, it was a completely off the wall answer from the two that I was trying to decide from. And I, you know, was like, I don't think that's it. And he's like, no, this is it. This is it. This is it. And I was like, okay. And of course it was not it. And when it was not it, he looked at me and he goes, you're an idiot for not knowing that one. If you're a huge Harry Potter fan. And I was like, excuse me, (laughs) did you just call me an idiot? And he said, yeah, how did you not know that one? And I said, I did know that one. I was trying to choose between these two answers. And if you would have listened to me and told you I was trying to choose between these two answers, maybe we would have gotten a 50% chance that it was right. But instead you said, no, it's this answer. You didn't get my input. You just went with the answer. And I ended up getting called an idiot. Needless to say, he did not get a second date. Even though he tried, I said, I don't date men who call women idiots over trivia. Sorry, but no. But I I tell that story because (laughs) I was actually thinking about, I was thinking about this, this theme of leadership this morning. And Ader is one of my team members and he is one who actually puts these amazing podcasts together and he does such an amazing job. And he sent me a message this morning talking about how he was meditating and he felt so much gratitude. And I'm going to get teary eyed because it was so sweet and talking about how much gratitude he had to be a part of my team. And that just meant so, so much to me. And so I was sitting there thinking about leadership and who I want to be as a leader. And of course, I started thinking about other people in the industry and what's being taught about leadership that I don't agree with, because let's be honest, that's how I create basically most of my content. I just say, what do I not agree with in the industry and why? And so I want to pull on that thread because the way that guy responded, let's just call him Scott. I don't Yeah, we'll call him Scott. The way that Scott reacted to me because he got the answer wrong and didn't ask for my input is also the way that I see a lot of people step into leadership roles. And I have some notes down here. So you're going to see me if you're watching this, you're going to see me look down. And yeah, so that's, I'm just looking down at my notes. I have a whole page of notes that I wrote stuff down on. One of the biggest things that I see in leadership. And I think going to a trivia night really, really hits home with this is that leaders or good leaders should really provoke collaborative conversation. They should provoke collaboration. And I feel like a lot of people don't, a lot of leaders don't do that because in their mind, they think leaders are supposed to know it all. Leaders need to have all the information and they need to be, I want to say fake it till you make it. Like they need to act like they're in charge and they really need to not let people see them doubting. And so instead of collaborating, they dictate almost. And I don't love that. 
And I see this a lot happening in the industry. And some of the telltale signs that this happens in a leadership role is when leaders basically tell you what to do without asking for any input back. And I see this quite often, especially in the coaching world. And I've talked about this on a previous episode where coaches need to be guides. And in order to guide effectively, you need to ask questions and listen. So like good leaders listen. Good leaders listen and they listen with the intent to give feedback and receive feedback. And that's something that I think so many people miss. So many people miss because a lot of people cannot handle feedback. They cannot handle constructive criticism. They cannot handle constructive feedback because in their mind, the feedback that they're getting is either met with resistance of you're wrong. That's not true. Or it's met with, it's met with you thinking that you're wrong, right? Like it's either they're wrong for thinking that, or they're making me wrong. And now I'm wrong. And you put that on as an identity. And to me, I don't think feedback is about whether you're right or wrong at all. Feedback is about data and learning. It's about, it's about owning how you can improve. To me, feedback is all about improving. I welcome, and I welcome constructive feedback and constructive criticism. I will say this, I used to not always do that. I used to have this incredible ego that still pops up. I will 100% admit that to where I would feel personally attacked if someone gave me negative feedback. And I think we have all been there and you're probably listening to this thinking, yeah, that's me. Yeah. But the reason why it hits so hard and the reason why we resist is because we make it mean something about us. We make it mean something about us. We're making it mean that we're wrong, that we're not good enough, that we're not loved, we're not liked, we're not whatever, whatever it is. We're not successful enough. We're not good enough. Whatever it is, we're making it mean something about us. And instead of it being, oh, wow, let me learn from this. Let me learn from this and figure out how I can make it better. And when you are constantly trying to figure out how to make things better, that is when you will be positioned as a great leader. And so I think that's a really big mistake I see with leaders is that they don't provoke collaborative conversation. They don't provoke feedback. They don't encourage it. And I think that's doing a huge disservice because leaders usually lead a team. And just think about this. Think about a team. If you had a leader who just basically told everyone what to do and all of those actions came from one brain and one perspective, i.e. the leader, think about how much opportunity you're missing. If you had six people on a team Six, all those six people have different perspectives. They can see things from a different way. And that is amazing. And oh my gosh, something just popped up for me. I don't know if you guys have watched the show, Ted Lasso. If you have not, go watch it. I'm probably a little late to the game, but my husband and I just recently started watching that. We binged the whole first season. The second season just came out. 
And there was a part in there, two parts actually that stick out to me that were so transformational. And if you don't know the plot of the show, basically just really quick, the plot that there was this woman and her husband was a jerk and they got divorced and she ended up taking over his soccer club and she wanted to basically sabotage the soccer club. So she basically hired this guy from Kansas to come over to London or the UK and and coach this soccer team, though he's never coached soccer at all. Um, He's only coached American football. He hasn't coached soccer. And she did it to sabotage, but what she didn't know, Ted is the guy that she invited, Ted Lasso, Coach Lasso. He is incredibly optimistic and so wise and just a very caring individual. Gosh, the show is so good. But there was a part in there where he was a little defeated and his boss, the lady, I cannot think of what her name is at the moment, basically told him, he was telling her, people have doubted me my entire life and maybe I really am just not cut out for this. And she said, have you ever you not ever coaching soccer is actually an advantage because you see things in a completely different way than every other coach who coaches soccer. And she said, because you don't know much of the game, you're not worried about the rules and you're not worried about how things are supposed to go. You can be curious and ask, what can we create that's different? And you guys, I was like, yes, that's it. And that is what a good leader does. They encourage different perspectives. And if you have a team of six people, having all of those different team or having all those different team members coming from different perspectives, seeing things from a different angle, having different thoughts, having different skills, all of that. And you encourage a collaboration that is when things will just soar, right? Like it will just be like just so transformational. And I love that, but I don't think that happens a lot in leadership because people think leaders are supposed to be the ones who know everything. But a good leader actually admits that they don't have the answers. And when they when they approach leadership with, I don't have all the answers, let's figure it out together you're setting that expectation that you're as a leader open to feedback. And what's amazing about that is then you can also easily give your team members feedback and then give each other feedback without being blame, like without being blamey or if that's a word, but without being blamey or without being judgmental. And another part in that show that was I loved was There was a scene in there where uh, Ted and his boss and then his boss's ex were in this pub and her ex-husband challenged Ted to a game of darts. And Ted, thinking Ted didn't know anything about darts, and Ted was like, okay, I'll make you a bet. If I win, you can't go to the, you can't sit anywhere in the box while your wife is, your ex-wife is in charge of this team. And the guy was so arrogant, her ex-husband, he was such a jerk. And he was like, oh, you're on blah, blah, blah. And what ended up happening while he was playing darts, Ted was telling a story about how when he was a kid, he used to get doubted on and people used to make fun of him. And he was driving in, he was driving in the car one day and he looked at this building and there was a quote on the building that said, don't be judgmental, be curious. Something along those lines, I probably butchered it, but it was around the lines of don't be judgmental, be curious. And he said, because he goes, and 
that changed everything for me. And he looked at the guy and he said, because if you were, you're sitting here judging me, but if you were curious, you would have asked me, are you actually, do you play darts often? He said, I would have told you that I would, I played darts every single Sunday with my father for 16 years. And I got really freaking good at it, but instead you judged me. And then he immediately throws the dart and he wins the game. And that quote, don't be judgmental, be curious, also hit me. Because I feel like as leaders, we are constantly being judgmental. We're being judgmental on ourselves as well as our team. We're thinking, I have to know everything. If we're judgmental for us, we have to think, I have to know everything and I'm right and blah, blah, blah. And then you're being judgmental on your team members because you have this unrealistic expectation or you have this unspoken expectation of them. And then when they're not doing it, you immediately judge them and think that they're not good at what they do and they're not good. But you never even actually set those expectations to begin with. And instead, if you placed it with a, if you approached it with a place of I'm curious, you would ask questions as to why maybe they aren't performing the way you want them to perform. Maybe you could be curious with yourself and say, did I set that expectation correctly? What is it that I don't know? What is it that my team member knows better? Because a good leader really will be curious on both ends and they will set that tone of curiosity. And I love that. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about, it was Alex Sharpen and he said, solving is not serving. And I loved that. And I think as leaders, a lot of the time we try to jump in and solve all the problems because we think that we're supposed to know all the answers to the problems. And even if we don't know, we act like we do. And that's not okay. Causes more damage than good. Instead of serving and saying, how would you do that? And being curious and taking those ideas, right? And this is how so many leaders have prospered because the people that they have on their teams, they have encouraged them to be curious and not be wrong for being curious, asking questions, getting feedbacks, right? A good leader will always admit that they don't know all the answers and they will always be open to suggestions. And I think that's the most amazing thing. And Ader that I talked about earlier, he does a lot of social media stuff for me and this podcast. And a lot of the times I'm just, I'm very open to, okay, Ader, how do you think we should do that? What do you think? I'm totally open to any suggestions. Let's try. Like I've said this before that came from Brad Brad Costanzo that marketing is just guessing and testing. It's just guessing and testing and nothing is ever solid. There is no one right answer to anything. It is always guessing and testing and good leaders will facilitate guessing. If they get, if we took that guess and we tested it and it didn't turn out the way that we wanted to guess what was not a bad guess. It was data. We learned from that guess. Okay. Okay. This is what we need to do now. And I, I really love this concept and it it is something that I've had to learn too, especially with being somewhat of a control freak. Really, I think this, my business is my baby. It's my livelihood. It's something that I love and something I've wanted to do for years. And it's something that 
I hold so precious and letting go a little bit of control and having other people come in and give me thoughts and wisdom and all that was really hard for me. But the most, the, the, the thing that was the hardest for me really was the ego thing of a leader has to be right. And so I have to be right because I'm the leader. And that really is not true. It's doing your clients, it's doing your team a disservice. And that's one of the biggest things that causes leaders to fall is not being open to collaboration, not being open to suggestion, not being open to feedback and not creating those containers, not creating those areas or those expectations that it's okay to speak up and voice your opinion. And it's okay to really share ideas and not dismiss them and be curious as to why they think those ideas. Why do you think that would be a good idea? We'll have to hear that, right? And that's as my team continues to grow, this is something, I'm sure you guys can hear the fire engine <laughs> sounds of downtown. As I continue to grow, this is something that I really want to encourage to the point where I really want to encourage my teammates and my team members and my, even my clients, guys, I tell my clients all the time, every client I work with, I send them a feedback form. I send them feedback form after that says, what could be better? What did you not like? And I'm even considering doing a feedback form every week. What could I have supported you better in this week? Because really at the end of the day, I don't know all the answers. And a good coach, even I'm going to go from like leader to coach, like a good coach will always encourage you to find your own answer. Always. Oh God, I could pull on this. That'll be a whole nother episode, but they will always encourage you to find your own answer. If a coach is constantly telling you what to do and then getting angry that you're not doing that, or basically shaming you saying you're just not committed. You don't want it bad enough. That's gaslighting, first of all. And second of all, that is not a good leader nor a good coach because a coach will always coach you to figure out why you're not doing something. Because a lot of times we know what to do, guys. We know what to do. But there's a reason why we're not doing it. And a lot of the times it's a mindset block and a good leader will help you Get curious about that mindset block. They're not just going to say, well, you need to do this. Like I give, I use a perfect example. We all know that we should eat healthy and exercise. We all know that, right? How many of us don't do it? If we just got screamed at and yelled at and said, you're just not committed enough. You just don't want it enough. We're still most likely not going to do it <laughs> really at the end of the day, because you're not getting down to the root and A good leader and a good coach would just say, what's going on? They would be curious about what's going on. Like, why do you, why are you not doing this? Right. They wouldn't shame you. And I feel like that's what a lot of leaders do. They think you're not following what I'm telling you. You're not following or doing what I'm telling you to do. And that means you're lazy and you're just not committed enough. And they don't ever get curious as to why they get judgmental. They don't get curious. And I just don't love that. But I used to be that way, guys. I'm dead honest with you. I used to be that way. I used to think 
and that my way was the highway and that people paid me to tell them what to do. And then I would get frustrated when I told them what to do and they wouldn't do it. And then I had to really truly understand coaching and how people, you have to bring that awareness to people. And that awareness comes from them figuring it out on their own, right? Getting their own hands dirty and doing it and taking messy action. Yeah. Um, I went on a tangent a little bit. I go back to the story of the guy who called me an idiot. Um, again, I named him Scott. To the guy that called me an idiot on our first date, that type of behavior is what I see a lot of a lot of leaders do and coaches in the industry. And I get it. Again, I used to be there, but I would maybe encourage you to also feel like, where is it that you are, where is it that you are not open to suggestion? Where is it where you're not open to feedback? Where is it where you think your way is the best way and the only way? Where is that? And where are you blaming others? Where are you blaming others when it's your own action that got you in the situation that you're in? Because Scott blamed me for not winning the game and called me an idiot, but he didn't ask for my input. He didn't take into consideration that my answer, one of the two answers was correct. And he said some off the wall answer that wasn't right. But when I tried to say something, he said, no, my answer. And then he blamed me. That's what so many people do. So many people do. And I'll tell you guys, at the time, I made it mean that I was an idiot. <laughs> like when he called me an idiot, I was like, gosh, man, it made me feel, it made me feel like I wasn't good enough. But I also had the mental capacity to say, all right, I've been in two very, very emotionally abusive relationships. I'm not going down that road no more. I was like, nope, sorry, you're not getting a second date. But that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I hope that this, I hope that this was eye-opening for you, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you are, you are building a team and scaling with the team. And I have two people on my team at the moment, and I really hope to get more people on my team. But I do think that as I continue to grow my team, this is something that I'm going to have to learn over and over again. <laughs> I think we all have to learn the same lessons over and over again a lot of the time. Yeah. So I would love to know what you thought of this episode. I'd love to know what you thought about this and where have you, what else do you think makes a great leader? I'd love to continue the conversation because again, I don't know everything. <laughs> I don't know everything. And so I love to hear other opinions. I love to hear other perspectives. And I just think that's a beautiful thing, a beautiful place to be, a beautiful thing in the world to know that so many people have different perspectives and so many people have yeah, so many people have all these great things. And I honestly think that is a sign of truly knowing who you are. When you are open to suggestion and perspective, other people's perspectives, and see that as a very positive and joyful thing, that's a sign that you know who you are. And that's a really great place to be, especially as a leader. So I'm sorry, also a little bit of a runny nose because I have a little bit of a cold. That's it, guys. I hope that you all have an amazing rest of your day. And 
don't let anyone call you an idiot. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to end on. Don't let anyone call you an idiot. So hope you have an amazing day and we will talk to you uh, on the next episode. Bye. Friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Partner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did, and I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashamefernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one-on-one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode. And until then, I will smell you later.